Have you ever found yourself struggling to stay on top of things, running out of time or feeling overwhelmed? You aren't alone. This podcast will save you time, energy, and money by sharing foundational principles you can implement in small doses to get results now. The biggest gap in our society today is the lack of consistent implementation. Implementation is the key. You are what you consistently do. More importantly, it's who you're being in what you are doing that will accelerate your success. We are here to help you gain clarity, get accountability, and shift those issues you've struggled with that have been holding you back. We are here to help you tie what you learn to what you do. So put on your seatbelt and here we go. Welcome to the Implementation Experiment. I'm Anita. And I'm Christiana. So wonderful to have you with us this week. We are on a journey this April to cultivate some certainty. And last week we talked about the idea generator and how uh, if you want to figure out some areas you're not uh, that aren't flowing in your life to just take some time, like 10 minutes, hello, 10 minute magic, and just generate <laughs> ideas on, on how to solve your problems. And that's like, something we talked about a lot um, last week and we do all the time. So this week we want to really go a step further. This is kind of a graduation this month. Like we're going to start at point A and we're going to take you along the way. We are participating with you as well. And this week we're going to talk about creating our ideal outcome. I love this. And you do this amazingly well as accountability. You can't hold anybody to accountable unless you have an outcome that you're going for. And so last week when we did the idea generator, it was topic driven. So what area of your life did you break it down? So with me, mine is my business. So how are we going to create an ideal outcome? So I'm going to give that back to you to dive deeper because you have a beautiful process for this. Yeah, thank you. So there's lots of areas you can do this in. Like uh, I've talked about before, like you can do it with um, little things around your home. You can do it in your business. I am in school right now. I started uh, a few months ago in a three-year program that is um, completely uh, almost all self-studied. We have classes every month and I'm taking a big volume of data and basically creating my own reference guides or how, how our instructor puts it, condition cards to then be my own herbalist. So I'm basically writing my own books and it's an overwhelming process. So I have to decide what my ideal outcome is. And it's taken me a while. Like when we started the program, I had to figure out how I wanted it to look. And to do that, I had to look at the end game. Like in three years when this program is finished, what do I want? And I took some time and, and you can do this as well with anything that you're working on. What do you want it to look like? Whether it's your business, Christiana, or maybe you're, you're uh, working on a project at home, like, you know, re reconstructing your garden or spring cleaning. That's a big one right now. Uh, what does that look like? And not only like, let's say spring cleaning, what does that look like? Like a clean house, but be really detailed, like list off, use that 10 minute magic list idea, list off every element and what it looks like. And just sit with that and, and feel it. And not only that, like look at the end game of like, I'll use spring cleaning because that's pretty simple to work at. Um, the end game, like what does your home feel like when the spring cleaning's done? And really just 
sit and visualize and feel that space. And once you have that, then it's a lot easier to then take little steps and work your way through it. Absolutely. You bring up a good point. When you are setting this, we everything that we do in the implementation experiment is who are you being in what you're doing? So if you start with wanting to get an image, but then you give up the wanting because wanting is telling your body you don't have it. So when you say, oh, and once you have a vision of it, then it's just who are you being? So you can walk through your house and see it as it's already done. And then who are you being to be able to create that space and hold that space? I love that distinction. I'm doing it with my business. And I started with, okay, I'm going to make sales calls because that's where I find the deepest discomfort. But what I realized is when I started going through the idea generator, I saw a much grander vision of my business. So instead of it just being one little thing, I actually saw how all the facets of what I'm doing come together under a, a hub called banking on results. And now I'm like, oh my goodness, well, how, who do I have to be in order to show up? So when I'm looking at it from that perspective, making a call isn't quite as difficult as it was when I was just making a call. Because yeah. it's like, wait a second, I'm gonna make tons of calls in order to have this, this vision of where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and circling back to, I mentioned I'm, I'm doing a three-year herbal program and basically writing my own book on herbology or how I want to use it. I really took the idea of, okay, what I want this to look like in three years. Really, I'm not exactly sure. Do I want a clinical practice? Do I want to, you know, work people's emotions? I'm not entirely sure, but I had to start. And so I just started using ideas like, okay, I'm going to start with studying a herb that I'm really intrigued with. And then another herb I'm really intrigued with. And then I started going back to the books that I'd already studied. And I, I just really played in that. And it was super, super uncomfortable. And despite that, I carried on until I had this kind of aha moment, like, okay, I need some accountability. So I started a mastermind in our class. <laughs> so every Monday, Monday evening, I have to show up and, and whether or not we talk about something that we're doing in class or something entirely different, I won't show up to that class or that mastermind unless I've done some studying and I'm working and cultivating, okay, I'm already graduated from this program and, and I'm a leader in, in herbal medicine. Whether that's where I go or not, I've just decided I'm going to embody that and show up in that every week. And the more I do that, the easier it is to show up in a self-study type program and integrate the information. And you're taking the steps of somebody who already isn't someone who's an authority. You started Mastermind. You're the one leading the program. So you've actually already embodied so much of that right? It's so beautiful to see how that's laying out because you got the ideal outcome. You found, you gamified ways in order for you to make it work for you. So it was who you were being. So you created fun around it. And now you're, it's who you're, how you're showing up. I remember I was having a, a call with someone who was very interested in my business and what I'm doing and how I'm showing up. And he's like, oh my gosh, you know, I want to introduce you to this Fortune 500 company. And I thought, oh, wait a second, I'm not playing at a Fortune 500 company level. So it gave me a whole new level of, oh, wait a second. I see that there's a huge opportunity for growth as I'm going through my discomfort, but really looking at, wow, okay, if I'm servicing this level of a company, 
who am I being in order to hold that space? In order, who am I aligning with as, as powerful partners to be able to come in and have deliverables? What infrastructure do I have set up? So really looking at it from that perspective and going, oh, now that's a really fun game, mm-hmm. right? Because if I make it this really fun game and I'm holding that identity for myself and not even an identity, it's really a beingness. It's not a, oh, I'm going to fake it till I make it. It's no, wait a second, it's already done. Mm-hmm. And having that, all of a sudden it creates all this space for other things to show up. And then my calls don't feel quite as big. Yeah. And I've been so blessed to watch you through this transition. We've talked several times, you and I privately about how, you know, we kind of put ourselves in a little pocket of like, this is how big we can get and only how big we can get in our business. And then opportunities come up, like you're saying, and you're utilizing the tools that we talk about on this podcast all the time and you have embodied like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work with people in a fortune 500 company. Okay. And there is discomfort and there is, you know, things that come up. It's like one day you just decided to be that. Yep. You betcha. That's who I am. And it just the it's not anxiety, but I'll, for lack of a better word, I'll say anxiety and the, the fear that would normally come up when we'd be talking Mm -hmm. just totally dissipated. You're just a calmer, like more confident person when we chat, which is amazing. Exactly. Because what I, what I did is I used my ideal outcome and my wants. Oh, I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. And then I looked at it from another perspective of, wait a second, if I'm just here at the bottom trying to get a little bit here and there, what if I just go to the top and what does that look like? And all of a sudden somebody showed up who said, well, what if I could introduce this person or that person, this person? I said, oh, I need to get a lot more stuff in order in order for me to be able to carry that. And wait a second, am I really showing up like that in my business every day? And, and it doesn't matter to what level I reach that for me, it matters that that's how I, that's how I'm treating everybody. Everyone's getting treated like a fortune 500 company as a client of mine. For yeah. me, that's what's really important. And then the rest will ha- will happen. But again, having that ideal outcome and getting really clear that everybody feels like they're having that Rolls Royce experience with me, that's where it gets really sexy because it's not about me anymore. Yeah, and when you embody that, when you embody your ideal outcome, what ends up happening for me is I see the, not the weaknesses, but the areas in which I'm not showing up fully, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it just shines a light on those little areas that need some tweaking when you're playing at a low level, you know, you can kind of get away with, let's say in, in bookkeeping, you know, I can kind of get away with addressing my books once a week, but if I have a multi-million dollar coaching program or, you know, a huge herbal practice, whatever, you know, the future has for me, I can't do that. I have to have the systems in place and have everything flowing in a way that it's not stressful. And 100%. That, yeah. And that's where embodying, like you've said, you just embody that end vision. Then it just shines a light on everything that needs to be handled as you go into that position and you embody that and you will arrive there. Mm-hmm. At least you know what's what's happening versus, you know, the person that wins the lottery, you know, they say a a lottery winner, you know, big lottery winner in like three years is broke. It's because they don't have the systems systems in place to hold on to it. And so by us going through this practice of creating our ideal outcome, you're creating the structure and the ideals in your life. So when the lottery hits, 
you hold on to it. Absolutely. There's also another aspect to this that I really want to talk about. First is really getting your ideal outcome and then the necessity to create what you desire. So for instance, have you ever set a goal? I know I have, and I'm like, I'm going to generate this amount. Well, that day comes and goes and it hasn't happened. And then, you know, I have beat myself up over it or created a story around why or whatever it is. However, have you ever had something that you needed to cover an expense for? So there was a trip that I wanted to go on, but it cost several thousand dollars. I mean, if, uh, I created that within two weeks because I wanted to go and I had a reason to get it. So as you're doing your ideal outcome, so my vision is playing at the, at the Fortune 500 company level. Then there's milestones that I'm hitting along the way. So as I'm doing that, how am I creating the necessity for that? Mm -hmm. So for you, it's like necessity drives our willingness to create it. If you don't have a reason. So I'll look at it this way. If there was a two by four on the ground and you needed to cross it, you wouldn't think twice about it, right? It's on the ground. You just walk on it. You may fall off, whatever. doesn't matter. But if you take that same two by four and you put it up three stories, four stories high, would you cross it? Most people would say no, if they have any kind of common sense, the, the daredevils will. However, if you put the building on fire and that's the only way to save yourself, are you going to cross it? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> My other favorite example is, you know, if you had to be, if you were going to be put in jail in 30 days, if you didn't achieve this one thing, would you create a way to do it? 100% and you get super uber creative. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. How can you create that necessity? That necessity will drive you through all the discomfort, all the barriers and help you overcome them and thrive beyond them. So think about how can you create it as a necessity? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's something that's really common uh, with a lot of girls I work with because um, like for me, I was a stay at home parent. My primary role was to make sure that, you know, the kids were looked after. I handled the finances, like all the details of our home and, and stuff, which is fantastic. But there never is, it has been a big drive for me to balance out the finances. Uh, but met, several years ago, my husband had a little bit of a, a, a health issue and took a step back from his job. And we were living on savings. And it, as terrible as that was, what it sparked in us is the idea is like, we have to create a secondary uh, income stream. Mm -hmm. So we got to the point where we had a couple rental properties and we had created a lifestyle so frugal that those two rental properties could pay for everything we needed. And as a stay-at-home parent, that's where I kind of got my drive is I wanted to ensure that if something happened with my husband and he couldn't work, let's say he got injured or something, you know, terrible happened at work. I wanted a lifestyle that our our business, our rental business could pay for everything. And at first it meant, yeah, like this meager lifestyle. And as we got more rentals built up, you know, we're almost in a position now that I could say, you know, okay, if something happens and he doesn't work at his job anymore, we'd be okay. Yes, we'd have to scale back, but the necessity for me at that point, and for a lot of women uh, that are in my position is that we need to have a backup plan if something happens to our husband. And that was such a drive for me. I was willing to do all kinds of crazy things in our real estate, like get my kids off to school, go work all day, be there when they got home, 
from school, spend time with them, put them to bed, do office work, do meal prep, you know, because the necessity was there. That willingness, as soon as the, there was something I was working towards, like in your gut, you know, you have to get it done. Man, there's no barrier that could have gotten in the way. 100%. And, and with what I'm doing with my mother and her having dementia, I now have to get up two hours early in order to get everything handled so I can handle her and still have my life run smoothly. And that's brutal at first. But again, I woke up way before the alarm today because it was like, it was so important to me to get that handled so I could then move on. So my, if I don't do that, then she has to go somewhere that could cost $10,000 a month. Okay, I'm highly motivated to make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> right? There is a necessity there, right? Yeah. And there's also a necessity there to make sure that we have more than enough revenue to handle that if and when the time comes because it's nearing that, you know, I, I have about maybe a year. Mm -hmm. So making sure that I'm in a position where I can make sure she has a really nice place to be if in fact that comes to that. So I have a very high necessity in order to drive a, a large, to get my corporation in a position where I can service larger clients. Yeah. Yeah. So, so circling back to, you know, the whole idea of, of this week, which is to create our ideal, ideal outcome. We've chosen an area that we want to kind of work on and, and have it better in our lives. Now we're going to spend this week really nurturing the idea of like, what does it look like when we get there? You know, what does it look like? What does it feel like? How would I behave? How do I embody that? And also take a look at like your willingness, right? What is the necessity to do this? And again, if you're having trouble with, you know, figuring out what it is, pull out that technique from last week, which is the idea generator, spend 10 minutes writing, you know, why am I, what is my necessity for like for you? Like you're creating your, business at, at a whole new level, you know, whatever that is, just generate it until you find something that will get you out of bed in the morning. 100%. And again, reach out to us. We are on Facebook at the implementation experiment or on Instagram at the implementation experiment. If you're stuck, dialogue with us. We're here for you. We're here to help you or say, I'm really clear on where I want to go and I can see it. And you start with wanting or maybe not wanting to guide you to where you're going and then own it as who you are, mm -hmm. as who you're being. That's the key. Most people stay in the wanting, so you get a lot of experience of wanting it, and then you never get the experience of being and having and, and from that perspective. So if you want to want it, you can get more wanting. Use that to get to the ideal outcome and then move forward. Yes. And mark your calendars for the 29th of April. That's when we are going to be taking a deeper dive uh, into the cultivating certainty. We'll be uh, on our Facebook page uh, at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard, 7 p.m. Eastern, and we'll do uh, another training with you guys. Uh, it's a new thing we've adopted this uh, this season, and it's really been so wonderful. So mark your calendars and join us there. You can ask us questions or just listen in and, and listen to our crazy antics as we uh, <laughs> we go through this this month with you. It's uh, It really is lots of fun. Absolutely. I always say, listen to people who are willing to go where you're going or who have been where you're going, because then you know that they can take you there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not always a bed of roses. Sometimes no. it's a little rough. <laughs>
what I love about us is we don't say we're perfect, but we're on our way. We're moving in that direction. So everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, tie what you learn to what you do, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.